0: Hi there, and welcome back to the Speaking of Texas podcast. Now, whether you're passionate about Texas or just have a passing interest in Texas, this is the podcast for you. Now, having said all that, you may have noticed that our weather has made a change for the cold, and that means a change of season is upon us. At Speaking of Texas, we are officially in the holiday mode, and I have some content to share with you. Over the course of the next few weeks, I'll explore how Texas celebrated under the six flags over Texas, and how the traditions that we observe for each of those cultures today. I'll explore the origins of many of the Christmas songs that we love, and I will share with you some very deep and personal memories of the holiday season. I'm going to start off with a couple of short but profound memories to start to get us into that holiday mood. Now, the first thing that takes me back to the day, the day that I found God in the woods. It's no secret I'm well-known for my love and passion for Texas. I write about it. I live it. It's real and not some contrivance or some kind of put-on. Now, having said that, I will in the next breath say that I love where I grew up. As people, we don't get to choose where we're born, you know. Our moms make that decision for each of us. I feel blessed to be raised in a small community about 25 miles from where they made that movie on Golden Pond. Laconia, New Hampshire is smack dab in the middle of New Hampshire. My family was a typical blue-collar family. My father was a skilled glass engraver. He engraved fine, exquisite designs on wine glasses, decanters, and any number of fine crystal objects. In those days, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and took good care of me, and she saw to it that I did my homework, my chores, and I went to church. My early spiritual life consisted of going to Sunday school and vacation Bible school in the summer. I learned all the stories in the Bible, and there were some pretty cool people in that book, but I can't say that I had a real connection with my faith. I knew about God and Jesus, the crucifixion, the resurrection, but it wasn't exactly clear to me how that all connected to me. I can say that I just didn't completely get it. Without a shred of doubt, my favorite time of year has always been the fall. Growing up in New Hampshire at that time of year was wonderful. To watch the trees change colors and shed their coats was a beauty to behold. You have to experience that firsthand to fully appreciate how spectacular that explosion of color is and how it affects your senses. Now, as a kid, I loved going off by myself into the woods. There was such wonder there of peacefulness. I couldn't get enough of it. I would spend hours out there in the woods, sometimes just sitting there under a tree and smelling the fresh air, or listening to the breeze racing freely through the treetops. I enjoyed kicking my way through the deep carpets of dead leaves that had already found their way to the ground. There's something special in that rustling sound. There's a certain kind of freedom in the woods. I loved exploring new parts of the forest. Then one day, I climbed over a low stone fence on Steel Hill Road near Winnesquam. As I kicked my way through the carpet of dead maple, oak, and birch leaves, a red maple leaf caught my eye, and I bent over and picked it up. As I began to inspect it, I walked over to a large tree, sat down, leaning my back against the thick trunk. For the first time in my life, I closely examined a solitary dead leaf. I was amazed by what I found. This one single leaf had veins much like my own body. The leaf exposed many parts, panels, a network of connecting tubes or capillaries. I had never looked so closely at a leaf before. I was amazed. This leaf was once alive. As I laid my head back against that tree, I I surveyed the ground in front of me. There were millions of leaves lying dead on the ground, millions of them, perhaps billions. I glanced up into the treetops where the few remaining survivors clung tenaciously to their withering lives. I looked at the red maple leaf again and realized one humbling thought. This did not happen by accident or happenstance. There is a higher power. There is a God. There must be a God. How else can you explain this single, solitary leaf? The intricacies of a single leaf did not just happen. In that moment, I believed. There is a wonderful God involved in our lives. In my life, I brought myself to my feet and I surveyed the forest around me. I was in awe. I held in my hand a single leaf, just one leaf from one tree That was the home of thousands of leaves, just like the one in my hand. That one tree was only one of the millions of trees surrounding me. I was humbled and remain so to this day. I do believe. I gently placed that leaf in my coat pocket and took it home. It sat on my dresser as a reminder for the next several years, even. I found God that day in the woods. I am thankful that he found me too. I was really young when this happened. This one is called Candles in the Window. One of my earliest memories of Christmas was from the early 1950s. It was the lights. Our little family didn't have much money. I think we were one of those beginner families starting to get a foothold in the years right after World War II. We did have a Christmas tree with those string of lights that would go out if one light burned out. I learned from personal experience those lights would burn your fingers if you touch them. So I made it a point to leave them alone. Even with the array of colors on the tree, the thing that made the greatest impression on me were the candle lights in the windows of each house. Each window facing the street had a candle with a plastic base that supported three white columns topped with orange-colored lights. As a child about six, I didn't understand the significance of those candles. I still remember my mother telling me why they put them in the window every year. First she explained to me how Joseph and Mary had traveled so far but still could not find an inn or a place to spend the night. She told me how they ended up staying in a drafty old stable. She then went on to explain to me that was why we put the candles in the window every year. Then she told me about how their path was guided by a star, and how that star directed the shepherds and the magi to the humble little stable so that they could find Jesus, the Christ child. She went on to explain to me that that was why we put the candles in the window every year to let the Christ child know that if he saw our lights, that he would be welcome in our home. I remember thinking how cool that would be if he would come to visit our house, and I secretly waited to hear that knock at the door. In those days, it seemed everyone had those kinds of candles in their windows too. And then as the years went on by, the light displays got bigger and brighter and gaudier, and those candles got regulated to the attic or some other unseen place. As I've driven around this year already, I've seen several homes with the candles in the windows again. It pleases me to see them coming back. There's a certain understated elegance in the simplicity of those candles. Just looking at them brings me back to a simpler, uncomplicated time. The lighted candles were our family's longest held traditions. And I'm still hoping to hear that knock at the door. Again, as always, I want to thank you for sharing life's most precious commodity with me, and that's your time. I've got several more memories to look at, and like I said, we'll talk about the origin of the Christmas songs, and we'll also talk about the traditions of the six flags over Texas at Christmas time. So stay tuned, come back soon, and, uh, and we'll have another podcast for you. On behalf of Speaking of Texas, I'm Tweed Scott, your Texas Whisperer.